Welcome to Flock Talk, a podcast of GCF North. Flock Talk exists to inform, encourage, and inspire. This is your host, Dave Farley, lead pastor of GCF North. This is season one, episode 13. 13. I'm joined today by Brian Dixon and Bill and Judy Farley. We're going to be talking about uh, parenting, specifically uh, parenting older children. We already talked about parenting younger children in a previous episode. Now we're going to talk about the unique challenges uh, of parenting teenagers and and grown children as well. So um, quick introductions. Uh, Tell us who Bill and Judy Farley are. Uh, Dad, you want to go ahead and give us a one minute, this is who we are, kids, Uh, grandkids. Five grown children, 22 grandchildren. Our grown children, three are in the ministry, are married to someone in the ministry. And... uh, yeah, so it's it's really helpful to have a multi generational perspective on parenting. So, and you've also written a bestseller, Gospel Powered Parenting. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and you guys have done seminars all over the country on parenting. Yeah, we, we have, have. Yeah. and the DR, yeah. even the Dominican Republic, which was our favorite, because <laughs> we, we got to stay over for a week for vacation <laughs> afterwards. Sit on the beach. Well, and it's also important that you guys, over the years, you have watched hundreds of parents. Yeah. Um, yeah. Parents of private school kids, public school yeah. kids, yeah. Yeah. homeschool kids, different church environments. Yeah. So you have that experience as well. Yes. yes. Um, let, let's let's start with that controversial question well, of, well, of the, educational well, options. That's a, thanks, Dave, for bringing that up, and thanks for the context. So we have friends we've uh, that we've known since that we all started parenting at the same time. All Christians, we followed over the years, and here's the main lesson. Kids' spiritual life is a function of the father's involvement with his children spiritually. Because that's that's who the Bible gives to the responsibility of educating children. Now, that doesn't mean Christian schools aren't important or that public schools are a problem today. I'm not, I'm not addressing it. I'm saying the issue is dad. Am I educating my children? Do I have a relationship with my children? Where dads are, where the kids perceive their dad as the spiritual head of the home. In other words, he, maybe his wife knows more than he. That is about the Bible. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying the kids understand that dad is the one who's, who the whole family recognizes is responsible for the spiritual life of the family, and he initiates that. And he, uh, he is, he's the one that the kids are looking to for spiritual leadership. When that's the case, kids tend to grow up and do well spiritually. If that's not the case, sending them to Christian school is basically a waste of money and time. I mean, they're going to get a good education at a Christian school. They're going to learn lots of good Christian facts, and they're going to gain education from, in a Christian worldview. But in many cases, the long-term spiritual fruit in the children will be very minimal. So... I, I I know there are people that will push back big time against me on that statement, but that's well, that's what we've seen. Yep. And I think yeah. that's what the Bible teaches. That's our conviction is that that's the Bible doesn't talk at all about what schooling. It talks about edu- fathers educating their children. Deuteronomy, uh, Ephesians six four, fathers, not mothers, raise your children in the discipline and instruction, instruction of the Lord. It, there's only two verses in the New Testament that address parenting, and they're both addressed to fathers. So, and moms are important. Yes, yeah, very important. I, and I w- I would add to that that 
I think successfully parenting as a mother is a function of the application of the gospel in her life. Mm-hmm. What has her heart been captured by the Savior? And does she see her submission to her husband as a godly thing, not a demeaning thing, but she understands that she's she's a helpmate. She's called to give input, very much so. She's mm-hmm. not called to be a doormat. Mm-mm. She's called to come alongside the husband, give discernment and input, because frequently the mom is more aware of what's going on in the yeah. kids' lives than yeah. the dad. And, you know, a number of times I would come to, to Bill and say, you know, Dave's kind of struggling. You, you need to spend some time with him. Uh-huh. Right. Because I was more in contact. Pure, purely hypothetical. With purely, that one. Yeah, it was yeah. generally well, more I joke. Remember, I remember in high school, <laughs> when the kids were in high school, you would come to me, one of our daughters, for example, was depressed. She'd say, so-and-so is depressed. I'd say, really? I haven't noticed that. Yeah. yeah. She's, de- she's depressed. And when I, you need to spend some time with her. So I would. And then, yep, mom was right. She is struggling right now. Yeah. So, and by the way, that's an attribute of of the of feminine biology. Women, all kinds of studies have been done showing us that women are much better at um, reading emotions in people's lives, reading people's emotional states. And one of the reasons for that is because of their mothers. They have to be able to do that with their kids. And then, so good yeah. wise dads to listen to their wives in that in that regard. Yeah. For sure. So if, if to throw out a controversial question, if you guys had had teenagers now, would you do homeschool, private school, or public school? No, I don't think we'd have our kids in public school now. It would, be, it would depend. I, I think Mead has a, still has a, a pretty safe, good education. Our kids, as you know, went to Lewis and Clark, which I— Go Tigers. I'm willing to bet has is pretty woke. Yeah, I'm very woke. reluctant to send them there today. It's, I, you know, I think it, we parented <clears throat> in a very different time, <clears throat> educationally speaking. Yeah, things would, our culture is collapsing so rapidly, and, it's, and, of course, it's affecting the whole yeah. educational world. So if you can afford Christian education like Northwest Christian or Logos or something like that or— The um, Oaks. Or Spokane Classical. Not, Spokane Classical Christian School. Yeah. That's ideal. Yeah. Some parents cannot— so homeschooling is another is another way to go. I know there's some programs now where you can do you can have a um, a co-op a co-op together yeah. with parents, or you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, the Mead School District has a deal, don't they, Dave? Where you can homeschool a couple of days a week yep. and send your kids a couple yeah. of days. So there's all I, kinds I, of I, I really think that our our kids, so my kids, are, are probably the last kids that will be able to go through yeah. public yeah. school. Yeah. The key, the moderately thing, unscathed, yeah. Um, because it, it is, it's it's just getting worse and worse and it worse, is. more hostile to Christianity. Yes. Although I, I will say that Mead School District is still pretty darn conservative compared yeah. to other districts in the state, and there are there are charter schools as well. But I, I'll be really really surprised if my grandkids are. Yeah. I, I'll be disappointed if they're in, in government schools. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think it's so important that the parents are very much in touch with what's going on in the classroom. I think that was a one of the few positive things that came out of COVID. Parents realized what their kids mm. were being taught in school, mm-hmm. and they said, whoa, this is, I mean, 
look at where we're at. Who did you ever think ten years ago we'd be promoting drag queen story hour in libraries? No, the state of Washington just hired an individual at the cost of eighty-three thousand a year to promote drag queen story hour throughout the state. Yeah. So you have to be very aware of what's going on in your child's classroom, and I I think we would probably have your kids in Christian schools now. Yeah. So yeah. what are what are some of the unique challenges of uh, parenting teens? And how did you guys navigate those challenges? Well, the, I think I'll start, and you know, I want you to contribute, yeah. Judy. I, I think the, the difficulty, you know, you're on a sliding scale. When your kid is two, you're in control of that child. The child has very little freedom, and you're 99% in control. But as they, as they get older, the child gets more and more freedom, and you're controlling less and less. So as they get into their teens you're beginning to release the controls and you're giving kids freedom to make their own decisions more and more. And you've got to do that. And that's, that of course is risky because they're going to make bad decisions at times, but you've got, you just can't control them into the kingdom of God. It doesn't work like that. The kingdom of God is not a control. You don't, they don't get there by being controlled by their parents. In other words, some parents think, well, if I just keep my kids away from bad environments, then they'll become Christians. It doesn't work like that. They become Christians because God regenerates them from the inside out. God shows them that the kingdom of God is the treasure buried in the field for which uh, you know, I'll sell everything to buy that field. And so it's not a... The kids don't become Christians through control. But there is a need to control children. So as they get into their teen years, the difficulty is how, how much control do I exert? How right. much freedom do I give them? Yeah, when they're when they're young, they need a fence around them. They need lots of control, and that is so. As they get older, and you're releasing them to make their own decisions, that's especially hard for moms. It's harder, I think, for moms to let the kids do that and make their own decisions than it is for dad. Yeah, but I think it is crucial, and hopefully, by the time they're in junior high and high school, they're able to discern, hey, this is a this is a really sleazy movie I'm watching here at my friend's house. I'm, I'm out of here. But yeah. you just can't control them every minute. You have to you have to even look for opportunities that you can put them environments you can put them in at times where they're forced to make to be discerning and make decisions. Yeah. Well, yeah we did, I, I will say that we did not let our kids spend the night at other people's houses. Yeah, because we, did, we didn't know what you to You just, do. it's too yeah. risky. Yeah. yeah. That's, there's no law about that, but you, you know, if it's obvious, if it's your brother and sister in law's house, yeah, that's a different right. deal. But be, Cousins are one thing. Yeah. Or, or maybe the pastor in your home, although I know a guy that spent the, his best friend was pastor's son, and he, that's where he learned pornography. He was in the pastor's son's house mm-hmm. from the pastor who had a big store of pornography in the house. So you just, you just never know, you know. But anyway, yeah, it's challenging, but you yeah. have to start letting go. And when they, hit, when they get married, you have to really let go. I mean, when, when they get married, you have, and this is very difficult, I think, so you, you spent all these years raising this child and controlling this child. You have all these dreams and aspirations for your child. 
you want to have a family just like yours, but they're going to marry somebody from another family who had their own traditions. And when they get married, you got to let go and let your kids no advice unless you're asked. It's it's hard. It's difficult. So so how about when they're in college? What's the what's the role of of a parent when their child is 19, 20, 21, 22, single, maybe maybe in a career not married yet or maybe in college not married yet? Um, what's what's the role? At I that I point? think you're just moving into just a relationship yeah. and you're not if they ask for advice, you give it. You give it. Otherwise, you encourage yeah. Unless they're doing something really terrible, you know. Um, yeah. When our oldest daughter, Sarah, was a nursing student, which I thought was a great idea. And then her sophomore year, <coughs> she came to me and said, Dad, I'm going to go into education. Education? Sarah, you're not going to be a good teacher. This is a bad decision because she, she was our oldest child, and when she babysat, it was always a disaster. And I, I, I said, <laughs> Please no, Sarah, don't let Sarah no, babysit. Don't do this. Yeah. I don't think you're good with kids. Well, was I wrong? I was wrong. She became a – but I said, whatever you want to do, Sarah, this is your call. That would be my, just, my counsel, but if you want to go into education, you're free to do that, and we'll support you. But I'm thinking in the back of my mind, oh, no. Well – I was dead wrong. Sarah became not only a good teacher, she became an outstanding teacher. Mm. And I looked back and I thought, man, was I out to lunch. Yeah. So you just can't, con- you've got to be careful not to control well, your kids. You know? And I I, I think, um, I remember when Dave and Heidi, they were married. Dave was working for State Farm. He was all set up to have a great career with State Farm. And he... Bill noticed that he was spending all his time reading theological books. <laughs> so he said to him, Dave, I wonder if maybe you should go to seminary. Thought about going to seminary? <laughs> Do you remember well, that? I, I think I actually came to you. I remember it was the Westlake Mall. Yeah. Yes, Seattle. we were having lunch. We were at, having uh, lunch at Westlake Mall. At the, and, I, and I said, Dad, I'm, I'm thinking about seminary. What do you think? Because I, you, you were very, very hands off. At that point, and you yeah. were still you were still at State Farm. Yeah, I yeah, was. Uh-huh. he was. And I was at State Farm, um, handling claims. Not a glamorous job at State Farm Insurance. No. Um, but yeah, I remember asking you that question, and uh, and you and you gave me lots of of encouragement or affirmation to consider seminary, which surprised me. Well, he could see yeah. where yeah. your interest yeah. was. I could and, see what uh, was going on in your life. And, he thought maybe yeah. God had a call on your life. Mm-hmm. I probably should have stayed with State Farm. Yeah. <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> Looking back. <laughs> oh, no, you where you're well, I, well, I, I remember um, when I was a junior in high school, 16 years old, dating a non-Christian. Yes. And and you guys, yeah. you guys did not say you have to break up with her or else. Even though I, I knew you wanted me to. Yeah. And 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 we had a we had a no dating policy, quote unquote, in our house until we were sixteen. Yeah. Although I, 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 yeah, I think I think it's it was pretty, basically you can go on group dates when you're sixteen yeah. and then when you're yeah, eighteen. It was pretty loose. It was pretty loose. Um but but you, you let me date her for three or four months. And come to my own conclusions. Yeah, we, but how we, often did we sit down and talk and tell you, Dave? And Dave, lots you're pitching of, your well, tent towards Sodom. No, we would <laughs> we would we would sit down and read, we read the Bible with you. Remember? Yeah. And I would get all the texts on, on marrying. 
how it was a sin to marry an unbeliever. And yeah. We just read those. Yeah. Dave, you can do whatever you want to do, but here's what the Bible says. Yeah. Well, I think and eventually you came under great conviction I did. Yeah. and broke off the relationship. And that was I think that was really your conversion. It was. Think? Yeah. It was. That's what dad was looking for. He said yeah. he has got to come to a place where he makes his own decision here. And I know it was agonizing for you, but you know, that plus <clears throat> not only were there talks, but there were lots of prayers being said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we were on our knees. Yeah. And I think if you would have forced me to break up with her, I would have I would have rebelled against yeah. that. But yeah, by God's grace, I saw the error of my ways and broke up with Amy, and it was and really God brought you really a wonderful painful. wife. Yeah, I remember painful. the day you broke up with her. You came home and threw yourself on the sofa in the family room, sobbing. Wow, do you remember that? It's pretty dramatic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, it. it I, I was in a depression for like six months afterwards. It was hard, which I meant know. that she was a massive idol in my life. Yeah, and she was this nice girl, but really she was sweet a and party girl. She liked to party. Yeah. So, anyways, any other any other thoughts on or challenges when it well, comes to parenting older kids? I I will just say that I I think you have to be very careful to give kids a lot of latitude, but. I think there's an appropriate place for an intervention if it gets bad enough. <coughs> yeah. When one of our other kids was in a not a healthy relationship and we encouraged her to leave, she went to YWAM and um left town. Left town. We felt left like she needed to she needed to be removed from this relationship. Mm. Physically. Yeah. And she she went along with that and that she had a, a pretty dramatic conversion hmm. through yeah. that. I think Dave I the last thing I would say about raising teens is it, it's all about relationship. So you've got to have a relationship with the kids, a friendship, a growing friendship. You're moving from being just an authority figure to being uh again it's kinda of on a sliding scale, you know, to to being a friend of your friend with your kids. By the time they're 18, 19, 20, you should be letting go. They should be, they should be uh, operating autonomously, making their own decisions about life, and coming to you for advice if they want to, but enjoying your friendship with their, with their parents. That's really God's plan. I'll tell you who's doing this really well, and we were talking about it last night, was Dave and Heidi. They were, Dave they were, and Ann, you mean? Oh, I'm sorry, David and Oh, sorry. shoot. Darn it. <laughs> David so Heidi close. Too. Darn it. Well, I was like, oh, I'm sweet. Saying, so close. I'm oh, saying David and Heidi because our kids are a little bit older than yours. You mean David and David and David and I mean, yeah, David and So the, you know, Nathan and Johnny and Maddie, they're all, and Dandy, they're all really, uh, uh, they're young adults who are making confident decisions or have exercising an appropriate amount of independence they're, they're moving beyond needing their parents all the time. They love their parents, but it's it's Dave's done a really good job with the kids of uh, exercising appropriate control at the right time and place. And, I, that's, I, and that's hard to do. Yeah, and I, and I commend you because I think you did a really good job of going into the kids' world. I, I you know, you we encouraged Dave with tennis, and you played tennis with him. Mm-hmm. You we played a lot of tennis at Comstock. Yeah. yeah. And and Joe, you went fly fishing with him. 
and you you always went to the girls' activities, mm-hmm. and so I I think you really uh, incarnated yourself into their world, and I think that was very helpful. Is that yeah. a good word, incarnated? <laughs> I mean, it's, Christ it's, came into our world. Great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. And any any more advice for uh, parents of teens? No, I no. I am very thankful for my parents and for Bill's parents mm-hmm. because they were hands off. I, yeah. My parents were devastated when we left the Catholic Church, yeah. but they, they said, said very little. They did not like us spanking the kids, but they. Well, I didn't like it either. They <laughs> well, even though they were fierce disciplinarians when their kids yeah. were there, really. You know, my dad was the same way. My dad was a fierce disciplinarian, but he'd come to visit us, and we would discipline you kids. He would go, oh, don't do that, you know. Oh. But uh, they generally were really good about yeah. hands-off. Yeah. Not not a lot of attempts to control our lives. Mm-hmm. or, And eventually they came to really appreciate that, that your kids were well-behaved. And they, even Fun with spanking, they came to, to see that, it was probably okay they did that. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for your advice. Uh, thanks for listening to Flock Talk, a ministry of GCF North. GCF North exists to glorify God through gospel-centered worship, evangelism, discipleship, and community. To learn more, go to our website, gcfnorthspokane.org. Mm-hmm.